The Holy Gospel according to John, the twelfth chapter. And Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it, and whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me, and where I am, there will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this purpose I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd that stood there and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said, an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, this voice has come for your sake, not mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now will the ruler of this world be cast out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to show by what kind of death he was going to die. So the crowd answered him, We have heard from the law that the Christ remains forever. How can you say that the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? So Jesus said to them, The light is among you for a little while longer. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. The one who walks in the darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light that you may become sons of light. When Jesus had said these things, he departed and hid himself from them. This is the gospel of the Lord. Let us now together recite these portions of the catechism together. You shall have no other gods. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. <clears throat> Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit who gives and who strengthens our faith. The words for our sermon this evening are from the Gospel of John, chapter 12, that we have just read. If you only had one final public appearance to make in your life, what would you say? What would you want those who hear you to remember? What would you want those who hear you to do? Our text takes us to the end of the day on Tuesday of Holy Week. This section of scripture is significant because it marks the final public appearance by Jesus prior to his arrest and crucifixion. It's the final time that he and the crowds in Jerusalem will exchange words before he is arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane and placed on trial. What does Jesus want us to remember from his significant final appearance? Let's focus on several of the statements Jesus makes in this significant and last appearance in public. First, he states this. The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Jesus is clearly speaking about his coming crucifixion, death, and burial. On several earlier occasions, Jesus had stated that his time had not yet come. But now, his time had come. It's all happening according to his timetable, his timetable, which is in sync with the timetable of the Father. All was now ready for him to endure that which he had come into the world to endure, to accomplish the work for which the Father had sent him into this world. Christ would be glorified, but not in the way some were expecting. He would not bring about a revolution and establish an earthly kingdom in which he would rule with subjects bowing down before him. No, instead, he would let others triumph over him, and he would actually bow his head in death on a cross. There, he would voluntarily offer his life as payment in full for all sin and for all evil. The way to being glorified for Christ was by way of crucifixion. He would not reign from a palace. He would hang from a cross. He would not live on a luxurious bed of ivory. He would lie on the cold stone of a tomb. He would not be wrapped in the finest fabrics. He would be wrapped 
in burial cloths. And it is through death that he will bear much fruit indeed. Jesus compares his own death and burial to that of a grain of wheat bearing much fruit after it has been dead and buried in the ground. It is a paradox to be sure. Life comes by way of death. The fruit, the life that Jesus is talking about, is ours. Life comes for us by way of Christ's death. By his death, Jesus has destroyed death's power to harm us. He has destroyed sin's power to condemn us. Death is no longer the end. The grave is not the final resting place. As Christ said one chapter earlier in the Gospel of John, John chapter 11, he said these words, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. We also see in this final appearance of the Savior before his arrest, a great deal of transparency and also vulnerability. Jesus is truly human. As the appointed time is drawing nearer, he states in our text these words from verse 27. Now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? But for this purpose... I have come to this hour. These words, these words call to mind the words he will pray to the Father in about 48 hours in the Garden of Gethsemane. My Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. So also in our text, Jesus speculates, what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? Jesus knew the horror of what was ahead for him. It would include being beaten, being whipped, being spat upon, being mocked, and suffering excruciating pain as he hung on the cross. You and I can only imagine the pain, the anguish, the suffering and the shame that he would endure. But nothing, nothing would compare with the isolation of being abandoned by his own father as he would hang there on the cross. So troubled would he be that he would cry out for all to hear, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Sadly, You and I know the answer to that question. Jesus was forsaken because he was bearing our sin. Our sin that should have forever separated us from God. Is it any wonder, any wonder that his soul is troubled at this point? Yet, 
as he did in the Garden of Gethsemane, he, so also he does here. He will not let his human emotions override the will of the Father. The reason he came into the world and the mission he needed to accomplish. In the Garden of Gethsemane, he was quick to add to his request to let his cup pass from him the words, Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And so also here in our text tonight, he adds the words, But for this purpose, I have come to this hour. Yes, for this very purpose, he came into the world. And for this very purpose, he came to this specific point in time. As he he himself said, the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. He came to die so that you might live. Not just here, but eternally in the presence of God. For this reason, he came into the world. And what would Christ's final words in his final public appearance prior to his arrest and crucifixion be? He says, while you have the light, believe in the light that you may become sons of light. He issues one final appeal. One final appeal to trust and believe in him. You see, even as he is facing all of the personal anxiety, his concern is not for himself, not at all, but that all who are within hearing distance might believe in him, trust in him, and have confidence in him as their Savior. He and the Father are united in not wanting any to perish but rather that everyone should come to the knowledge of the truth and be saved. As a church and as individual members of our Lord's church, our message to those walking in the darkness of sin and unbelief is identical to the message Christ delivered in his final public appearance prior to his arrest. While you have the light, believe in the light, that you may become sons of light. Who knows how many more opportunities anyone outside of faith in Jesus Christ will have to believe in the light before the darkness of death closes in and it becomes too late. I know that you join me in praying that God will use us to bring the light of Jesus Christ to those living in the darkness of sin and unbelief. May he use each and every one of us, our actions and our words, as his instruments of light and life in this world.
And so concludes Christ's final public appearance before his arrest. An appearance in which he announces that his time has come, that he will be buried, and that he will produce much fruit. An appearance in which he speaks about his fears and trepidations concerning the horrific events he will endure in the next few days. And an appearance in which he appeals one last time for faith on the part of his believers. It was a significant final public appearance indeed. And it was an appearance meant for you to ponder as well. Amen. Yeah. Mm-hmm.